Thank you for listening to the Take It With You Season 6, Chapter 7 podcast entitled The Homestead. Hey, we could not do this without our amazing local sponsors. Duluth Coffee Company, Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake, Buzz Frenzy, The Bene, the Zeitgeist Center for Arts and Community, and of course, our gold star, number one in our hearts, thinking about the first time you saw the Aurora Borealis and you just wished you could sip it in a can. But you can with our grade-A sponsor and partner in crime. That's right, Bent Paddle Brewing Company. So crack open a Bent Paddle beer, and listen to this show recorded live on October 15th, 2019, at the Teatro Zaccone in Duluth, Minnesota. There is some adult language and content in this one, so as always, you should probably listen with a friend, although um, at this point, you know, social distancing and... All of that. So you could just listen to it by yourself and then talk about it with a friend. That is also a perfectly acceptable way to go with this. <laughs> All right. Everybody be safe, y'all. Um, and uh, enjoy. <laughs>
homestead You can come home On the homestead Here on the homestead You can come home On the homestead Here on the homestead You can come Municipality of Smash Mouth Valley and in the territory on west. There's only one way to handle the murderers, pussy grabbers, and smash mouths. That's with the U.S. Marshal and the smell of firearm vapor. We bring you now another thrilling tale of high adventure in the Wild West, filled with love, betrayal, and coconut horses. Starring Gracie Anderson, Corey Kaufman, Christopher Erickson, Mary Fox, Mary Gaines, Ryan Nelson, Blake, Jimmy Corndog Rystad, Matt Greeley, Christina Stroop Manchester, Blake Thomas, Chris Wagner, and Zachary Stouffer as U.S. Marshal Zach Stouffer. <laughs> Life really throws you for a loop sometimes. I mean, for Mary, when you find out your grandmother has been poisoning your grandfather in order to get him out of the picture so she can operate a gold claim on a piece of land where mining was strictly forbidden, and then a dog you met on the trail whose caretaker is a stowaway kid you also met on the trail rips out your grandmother's throat in an extravagant New York City apartment with Victorian wallpaper and candlesticks that many a road stranger would shoot you dead for just to be able to put it in a satchel and the man you feel the most love for that you ever have is just an arm's length away, but still out of reach, because he's a U.S. US Marshal, and you're an elegant, elegant high-priced high prostitute. <laughs> and your hometown, a thousand miles away, is likely falling apart. And you're waking, a little cold, but not too cold, an appropriate amount of cold, on the ground beside a smoldering set of coals. And you're the first one awake. Everyone else is soft snoring, but your eyes open to the pre-dawn. A couple of birds are chirping, and you wonder, when do birds sleep? And how do they sleep? Are they able to perch themselves on a branch and sleep while standing erect? And then you think about the word erect. <laughs> and your mind travels elsewhere for a second. You are an elegant prostitute, after all. And you could keep going down that path, but you don't, because the stillness of everything makes your thoughts slow down a bit, and you want to feel your breath, and you recall a prose poem you read once as a child. It went like this. The apple didn't start from nothing. In fact, she didn't start at all. She was a wild hare that grew from a wild stalk. And when she grew, she didn't know that she was growing and certainly didn't know that she was meant to be eaten. She just grew. And when she saw the other apples being picked, she was scared. She didn't want to be devoured and forgotten. But over time, as the other apples were being chosen and chewed upon, she thought, well, why don't they want to chew on me? And then she was forlorn. The thing she once dreaded was now what she wanted most. But the days kept on. The autumn grew cold. And one day she couldn't hold on anymore and she fell to the ground with a thump. She laid there and considered the ground, how cool it was. How she missed the way the wind would rock her to and fro. And she realized that being eaten would have been painful, but at least she would have been picked. But if she had been picked, she would have missed the feel of the wind and the new feel of the ground. And as she thought, she decomposed and fell into the earth with a sweet whisper. And the snow fell. And so, as Mary laid on the earth, she took in the still world and thought to herself, are we scared of death because it feels like the unknown? Or are we scared of death because it feels all too familiar? And as her traveling companion started to stir a little, she thought, are we scared of life because it feels like the unknown? Or are we scared of life because we're scared of death? She knew it didn't make much sense, but life isn't just a series of moments like some people describe it to be. 
A dream, for instance, isn't a moment. It's something that persists between the moments. Certainly one can vocalize their dreams, whether they're night stories or whether they're ambitions or just a wild hair that grew into a wild stalk. But in any case, dreams are not moments. It's something far bigger than that. Dreams are looking into the night sky and seeing something that has never been seen before. Not objects themselves, how they move. Moments are taking that dream and transforming it into a physical expression, writing down equations on a piece of paper. Paper that was ground up from a plant that once grew, and you think, why don't I know how to make paper? <laughs> but hopefully that's fleeting, because it's okay that you don't know how to make paper or ink or quills. You can dream, and isn't that just as important? I mean, one would think so, but humans are prone to doubting themselves. And while Mary was pondering all of it, and the birds were chirping, and her companions were stirring, but not waking quite yet, as they were hoping for a couple minutes more of sleep, Mary lay on the ground, staring at a new, crisp sky, one of those go-on-forever kind of skies. And there it was, a solitary flamingo flying overhead. <laughs> a fucking flamingo. <laughs> She'd only seen flamingos in pictures, and black and white pictures at that, but she knew exactly what it was. Flying through a blue, ever-moving environment, like a graceful salmon moving in the water, like a ballet dancer kind of salmon, she thought. But she'd never seen a ballet dancer either. Not in real life, just in pictures. But she had seen salmon. She'd stood in a river. She'd been close enough to all of it to understand it as much as a person could. And Mary watched with wide eyes. She didn't get up or anything. She just took it all in from the place where she was, feeling the earth press against her back, her back pressing against the earth, and hearing the breeze rock the leaves back and forth. And she felt like an apple. <laughs> and once the bird had disappeared from sight, she shut her eyes and looked into her mind for a second. She thought about edible fruits and childhood and how she'd never seen a flamingo or a ballet dancer in the flesh. And she thought, was I dreaming? Or was that a real moment? And when she opened her eyes again to the same clear blue sky, she realized something most profound, something that many people in this world will never even recognize, let alone comprehend, that there are only a handful of times in life that dreams and moments actually converge. And although they are few and far between, that's why we keep on keeping on. Because when you see a solitary flamingo flying through the sky, all the shit that got you there was worth it. And it was just for her. Because what was she going to do? Tell everybody she saw a fucking flamingo flying overhead in the state of New York? No one would believe her anyway. But she had it now. Kind of like a buckboard for the soul. And it would get her down the trail a little bit farther. And that's when Zatch awoke from another dream. <laughs> It's okay, boy. It's okay. It's it's just that. He's screaming himself awake again. Way to comfort your dog, Billy, my kid. Well, thanks, Rick Dad. I, I just pretend animals can comprehend human language, and then I just say stuff to them. Good strategy. Terror dreams again, Marshall? Well, it's hard to tell what dreams are and what terror is these days. Oh, I suppose so. suppose. Guess I had what some people might call a premonition. Oh, hell, what was you premonitioning about? About. <laughs> Smash Mouth Valley. I could see it clear as day. Buildings on fire, guns fights in the streets. Rootsy Wilson was tarred and feathered. And there was this gang of capybaras roaming the streets, just biting away, just sinking their monster rodent teeth into the ankles of the innocent. Oh, well, it sounds awful. It was. And the thing is, the capybaras all had little saddles and they were being ridden by praying mantises. Oh, well, really? Yep. Hmm. But the praying mantises weren't normal size. They were like foot tall praying mantises. Well, I'd hate to meet one of those fellas on an Easter Sunday. I'd even hate to meet one on a, on a Wednesday. 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 <laughs> well, I'd hate to see them on a Friday. Billy, that kid, that just makes no sense. Well, why, Marshall? Because Fridays are the day of the week when praying mantises can't hurt you. Everybody fucking knows that. 
Really? No. <laughs> yep. Common knowledge. If common knowledge is just a bunch of made-up shit. All knowledge is made-up shit. Uh-huh. Well, well, I learned something anyway. You didn't. Just think about learning. Wow, what a beautiful ride this thing we call life. <laughs> You're a dog, gunshot. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> a beautiful ride, Billy, that kid. We've been on the trail for more days than I can count. Rick's been shot twice now. Yep, really wish we'd gone to the fucking hospital. Just gunshot one. over there? <laughs> Why, he ripped out Mary's grandma's throat. May she rest in peace. Smash Mouth Valley has been taken over by a gang of capybaras. Well, don't know if that's necessarily true, Marshal. Dreams are the reality of the mind, Mary. And the mind is what allows us to see the birds and shit. And that makes the birds real. So, using that logic, I don't see why saddled gangs of capybaras being ridden by foot-tall praying mantises aren't real as well. Wait, uh, you're telling me that you're using logic on this one? Well, fuck yes, I am. But, Marshal, there's no... Thanks for calling me Marshal, Deputy. Yeah, Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, think about Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, sure, but uh, getting back to the previous conversation... Uh, there's a difference between what you see with your eyes, Marshall, and what you see in your dreams. See, dreams aren't real. Oh, Rick. Non-believing dream man, Rick. <laughs> of course dreams are real. Right, but I think what Rick is trying to say here is that dreams are only a product of your mind. A bird, on the other hand, is a living, breathing thing. But if you see a bird with your eyes, isn't that bird being processed by your mind? And thus, it might not be a bird at all. Wait. What the fuck? <laughs> You've been preaching since the beginning of this trip that all we need to do is inherently follow the birds to get us where we're going. Damn right. So you're telling me now that you're not even convinced that birds are real? I know that seeing birds is real. So I'm trusting my brain to see the birds. This whole world is only a product of my mind, Rick. The whole world is just a product of your mind? And yours. Well, if I could see anything right now, I'd want it to be a lizard. But, but like a small one? Hmm. I'd like to see a bar of chocolate. Yum. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one time I found a dead bird on the ground and, and I poked it with my finger. Uh, dead birds are generally riddled with disease, my kid. I suggest maybe you stop from poking dead ground birds. Well, are there any dead animals that I can poke? Beavers. Nope. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sure. They're pretty wet, generally speaking. So I'd have to imagine they're clean. Awesome! Uh, uh, I'm not entirely sure that that is a... Also, any kind of fish, I guess, for the same reason. Like a salmon? Yeah, that'd work. Or how about a rainbow trout? Oh, that sounds colorful! It sure is, my kid. Awesome! <laughs> oh, oh, gunshot. I just realized that you're gonna die someday. <laughs> and that, that makes me sad, just thinking about poking your carcass. I mean, you don't have to poke it. <laughs> I guess. You know, my kid, there's a start and a stop to everything in this life, and sometimes... And maybe we should put a fucking stop to this conversation right now. Before you get all fucking sappy. <laughs> oh, Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> And while Marshall Zatch's premonition terror dream was not entirely accurate, things in Smash Mouth Valley weren't going terribly well. The capybaras were running wild. I mean, not literally. But then again, what is reality? It's very hard to tell these days. 
The things that we perceive are happening many, many miles away may be taking place, and they may not be. And the dreams we have about it could be just as real as the quote-unquote reality of the situation. I am an omniscient narrator. I can tell you that things have changed dramatically since the late 1800s, and that terror dreams that people were having back then are nothing compared to the terror dreams that people are having in the early 21st century. Not that they're more terror-dreamy or less terror-dreamy. They're just different. Guns are still guns. Hate is still hate. And capybaras are still capybaras. Huge, beautiful rodents. And while Zatch had never seen a capybara in real life, he'd seen them in pictures. Just as Mary had seen flamingos in pictures. And while Mary was watching a flamingo that morning fly through the sky that somehow rests atop a weird world of animals and water and fungus and stuff, magically orbiting a huge fireball, Zatch had seen a team of capybaras being ridden by huge praying mantises. It may be possible that everything is real. It also may be possible that everything is kind of a dream. It also may be possible that nothing that our little brains perceive can comprehend any of it. Capybaras can weigh up to like 146 pounds. The human brain weighs around three pounds. Does that mean that a capybara is more important than a human brain? Not necessarily, but it could be. Sometimes reality seems like a dream. Sometimes a dream seems like reality. Again, it's very hard to tell these days, but the quote-unquote reality of what was happening in Smash Mouth Valley at that moment is that the Cal Halloway gold mining operation was in full swing and a whole lot of people were paying for it in blood. Mallory Cal Halloway, morning to you, ma'am. Oh, sure, it's a beautiful day, Templeton. Look at all these beautiful fall colors. It sure does look pretty, doesn't it? How is the operation coming along? It truly is a gold mine, Miss Cal Halloway. Oh, fuck! My arm got ripped off! Hey, Tex! Can you throw that guy in the murder trench for me? Can do. I think I can make it. Doubtful. We best just put you in the murder trench. Well, I had a good run, I guess. Bye, Autumn Trees. I'll remember you in dreamland. Everything is still running as planned, Templeton? Yes, ma'am. Biggest gold claim I ever seen, actually. Fantastic. Ah, my leg! You on that, Tex? Yup. I'll drag her through the murder trench. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I can't tell you how grateful I am for all your hard work. Thank you, ma'am. Fuck! Half my torso just got severed. Tex! <laughs> you on that? Here I am, buddy. I'll buy you a drink after work. I could sure use a whiskey after a day like this. A whole lot of murder trenches. Oh, I hear that. I know you do. Well, it seems like everything is under control. I'll leave you to it. Thank you, ma'am. Good day. Yes, the Cal Halloway mining operation was raking in the cash, extracting shiny rocks from the ground that would then be exchanged for pieces of paper that could buy things, like armoires, and dressers, and dresses, and waistcoats, and pocket watches to put in the waistcoat pockets. And flamingos. See, that's the thing. If you have enough shiny rocks and pieces of paper, you could totally buy a flamingo. Would it be as meaningful as seeing one flying in the wild? That's up to you, I guess, but I think we can all more or less agree that the answer is no. But word had gotten around that Smash Mouth Valley had struck it rich, and the traveling circus was headed that way. See? Even artists need to make a buck. As much as we all want to pretend that our hands aren't dirty, most of us are perfectly aware of the murder trenches in life. But a gal's got to eat, so what do you do? You have to keep rolling down the road, and that's what the circus has always done. They go where they can pick up a couple of bucks to keep them alive until the next day comes. It's, it's a traveling circus! Well, y'all, it's been a long few weeks, but I've got a good feeling about Smash Mouth Valley. Maybe we can just set up there for a spell, rest our bones, and make a few dollars for once. Oh, that sounds nice, Blue. Uh, my bones might crack if someone even speaks too loud. You know, they call me Crinkle because I'm old. What did you say, Crinkle? Uh-oh, my bones. Thimble, you broke Crinkle's bones again. Oh, there goes another one. Curtsy, it's never my intention to break his bones. Oh, God. That's just very loud in the wagon. Uh, 
There goes my femur. Did you just say you saw a lemur? I saw one in a picture book once. And I put it in my mind bank. And many years later, I made a withdrawal. The amount of lemur had increased in value. The economy changed the size of the lemur picture book memory I had in my mind. The economy of time and essence. Everything increases in size if you give it a chance to grow. But you have to be patient. You have to let the lemurs just be for a little while and sleep and eat whatever it is that lemurs eat. My guess is bananas. <laughs> Although I'm really not an expert on the subject. What do you think, Blue? I can see him eating walnuts. Ooh, bold choice, walnuts. <laughs> well, I'd like to see a lemur eating a plum. Me too, Curtsy. Me too. <laughs> Crinkle could see lemurs not eating at all because they have no teeth. I could see him eating other fucking lemurs. <laughs> fucking cannibal lemur facts. Well, what'd you say? Cannibal lemur facts! Oh, and there goes another one. Oh, Crinkle. Oh, Crinkle. <laughs> and it just so happened that Penny and Jules were also heading to Smash Mouth Valley. Bank robbers also tend to gravitate to where the gold is. And even though the two of them were truly in love and had made incredible strides in their personal lives to realize who they are and who they want to be, the whole concept of bank robbing as a profession had started to weigh on their consciousness a little. Not the actual bank robbing part, because they found that to be surprisingly easy. Because they were in love. Stick them up! Nice gun cock, Penny. You're really getting good at this. You know, thank you for saying that. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. All right, hand over the fucking cash! All right, um, uh, no need for anyone to get hurt. I'm just going to reach down and grab the bag of cash for you, and you can be on your way. Great! Just grabbing it now. One moment, here it comes. Gun cock! <gasps> <gasps> And they did! They ran out the door and they kept running, 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 running! And finally, when they were safe enough, out of breath, hearts racing, they looked at each other and realized that even if this whole thing is just one big dream, they want to dream together a little while longer. So many banks, and you've diddled my heartstrings, and also my vagina, a few other things as well. And I guess all I'm trying to say it's been one hell of a ride. But as the dust flies all around us, and it's
last gold and then we'll build a house and be married and live out our lives in peace. Do you know what Switchel is? No? Well, let's change that. Hobby Farmer Canning Company makes the best Switchel around. Oh, right, we still haven't told you what Switchel is. Switchel Fizz is an all-natural prebiotic beverage that gives you energy, relieves inflammation, and is good for digestion. Brewed from perfect proportions of organic apple cider vinegar, organic ginger juice, pure clover honey, and crystal clear Minnesota water. It's the thing you didn't know about that you wish you were drinking right now. Hobby Farmer Canning Company is going to take you out of the darkness by turning on your switchel. And once you see the light, you'll never go back. As you're drinking switchel in the present day, listening to this podcast, Zatch, Mary, Rick, Billy that kid, and Gunshot the dog are making their way back to Smash Mouth Valley in the late 1800s. There are a lot of things that happened to them along the trail as they returned. Billy that kid poked a dead beaver and he didn't die. Poke, poke! Zatch complained daily about not being able to get the doctor recommended of ham blood into his cardiovascular cavities, which is not a thing, but still. If you say anything out loud, it's sort of true, I guess, just because it's now a part of the world dream we live in. Ham. Ham. Rick grew more and more attached to Billy, his kid, and Billy became more and more attached to his Rick dad. I poked the beaver, Rick Dad. I'm glad you mean that in a literal sense, my kid. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, I'll tell you when you're older. Okay. And Mary just kept thinking about the flamingo. It took her mind off of things, and sometimes that's all we really need. Just a memory of a flamingo. Anyway, they moved slowly back across the country. the country any way that we know how. Just look at that bird, Rick. It's a warbler. God damn it. We're moving across the country any way that we know how. You know, Zetch, I couldn't say if a capybara is more terrifying than an anteater, but I do think you're right that it probably eats less than ants. a wizard? Now there's magic inside all of us, my kid. Hooray! We're moving across the country any way that we know how. Marshal. I don't know that we should go on much longer today. Wouldn't be good for him. Oh, I suppose you're right, Mary. Mm. Suppose. Suppose again for emphasis. Uh, well, uh, according to my map here, again with the map, Rick. Know how I feel about maps. I do, but just because you feel something doesn't make it right or true. I'm pretty sure it does. You dream something, you feel something, it's true. I think truth is a collective concept, Marshal. It's not an individual feeling. Think so? I do. Hmm. Well, let's say that I told you that I saw a flamingo flying across the sky the other day. Would you think I was telling you the truth? I would not. I would, Mary. <laughs> Never grow up, Billy, that kid. <laughs> I'll try. You try your hardest, my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, uh, but back to the matter at hand, regardless of how anyone feels about maps. If they're a misrepresentation of the earth and always point you in the wrong direction and you'd be better off uh, 
following birds blindly? Well, sure. Uh, anyway, it looks like we're just about a half mile from the Krusty Ranch, and I reckon it might not be a bad idea for us to stop there for a night. Well, so long as I don't have to have any more barn sex with Tammy Bell, I think that sounds like a pretty solid plan. Although I can't completely promise that, I, I think we should be in the clear. It looks like the animals are coming out anyway. Well, I think settling down at the Krusty Ranch sounds like a fine idea. Speaking of animals, you want to just name off a few? Oh, well, that <laughs> is something that seems to pass the time. Does it? Catfish. Oh. Gerbil. Forest ranger. <laughs> they continued to name animals as they often do, and soon enough ended back again at the Krusty Ranch. Well, off the buckboard. Here we go. I'll jump next. You know, jumping is like swimming, but in the air. Here we go. <laughs> nice air swimming, my kid. Here we go. <laughs> All right, come on, gunshot. <laughs> wow, you can air swim better than a duck in a lake or out of a lake, gunshot. <laughs> Mary, you need some help getting off? <laughs> Come on, I'll help you go down. <laughs> oh, Zatch. What? Well, you know I can air swim with the best of them. <laughs> of course you can, Mary. Of course. Well, all right, here we go. <gasps> yep, I'm on the ground now. Sure are. Sure am. 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 <laughs> Well, I'll be. Look what the mange ridden dog I pretend is a possum that I pretend is a cat drug in. If it ain't little Ricky, how are you? Some hard traveling, but we're doing all right. Good to see you again, Pego. Hmm, good to see you too, Zatch. And I know my daughter, Tammy Bell, will be pleased to see you as well. Right. Because the last time I was here, you told me that if I didn't have some sex with your daughter in the barn, you'd literally throw us out to fend for our lives against the wolves and the ultra-intelligent mountain lions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, she'll be delighted to see you. Morph! We got company! All right. Well, I'll be little Ricky. Good to see you again, Murph. Well, I sure hope you're staying for hound dinner. It's a little mangy, but it's delicious. You know, we'd be grateful, right, everybody? Oh, uh, yeah, that uh -huh. sounds okay. No well, follow me, then. <laughs> it seems like wolves out tonight. Mm -hmm. Yep. On October 15th of every year, the wolves and the coyotes and the ultra-intelligent mountain lions get real riled up. I guess it's kind of close to Halloween, so that makes sense. Well, makes sense to me. Seriously, never grow up, my kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you. Well, usually nothing much ever comes of it, just a bunch of howling. Well, come on in. Y'all go ahead and make yourselves comfortable. Oh, don't mind if I do. Don't take your hands off there. I will have hound dinner ready in a second. Timmy Bell, why don't you come on downstairs? We have some visitors. Okay. Fun. Who is it, Mother? Um, Jack. Had I known it was you, I would have made myself look like a princess! Well, you look great, Tammy Bell. You really think so? Yep. Well, uh, anyway, we're very thankful that you're willing to take us in again. We don't mean to be a burden. I guess. <laughs> Wolfie. <laughs> Why do you guys look at each other like that and say stuff like that in unison? Oh, uh, they're in love with each other and won't admit it. Oh, well, I don't think I that's don't, that makes you. Well, what would you think? You sweet on one another? Yeah, I love sweets. Not candy. A guy I met once named Sweets who made me some pancakes one time when I was living under an awning that was attached to a general store. He was awesome. He taught me how to flip a coin and how to spell the word zero. Now, I never thought it would be spelled that way, but turns out it's just an O. Uh, 
Well, here's hound dinner, y'all. You know what goes great with hound dinner? Nothing. Except maybe a large cup of fictitious beverage called I Hate Myself. If you're not more or less forced to eat hound dinner simply for sustenance, I'd suggest you go to Vabene and enjoy some delicious pasta paired with delicious wine. And if you're not hungry but you still want deliciousness, why not enjoy a bent paddle beer? Maybe at Sir Ben's. And if you don't want to drink beer or eat pasta, go ahead and sip on some Duluth Coffee Company coffee. This show is being performed at the Zeitgeist Center for the Arts. Buzz Frenzy makes all of our social media advertising easy. And we already mentioned our new friends that make Switchels. Look at that. We mentioned all of our sponsors in a single episode. And now, back to the show. bellies, the evening moved along. Well, thank you for dinner, Murph and Pego. The hound was succulent. It was a good hound, that one. Mm, there's nothing like a good hound. Isn't that right, Cats? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Maybe we could, um, take the air for a moment. <laughs> yeah, good idea. I'll grab the turnip moonshine and meet you out on the porch. Yeah, make yourselves comfortable. Can I sit next to you? Zach? Um, sure, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of seems like they're getting closer, Rick Dad. It does, my kid. Some good old-fashioned turnip shine, y'all. All right. Well, mighty kind of you. Can I have some, Rick Dad? Not on my watch, you scamp. Oh, you <laughs> never let me. <laughs> and none for Tammy Bell either. Stop drinking, Tammy Bell. Last time I was here, you was drinking this stuff like water. Well, Zatch, that's uh, precisely what we're going to be cheersing on. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, Marshall. I don't understand what's going on, Rick Dad. <laughs> well, then let me explain. <laughs> That dad came a courtin'. I was sitting in the kitchen, just a knitting and a twitching, and wishing for my kitten to get a little lickin'. The hound had just died, so we were having hound dinner. I was crossing my fingers that something would get between my inner thighs, and much to my surprise, in walks a man pretty easy on the eyes. Says his name is Zash. He's a U.S. Marshal. I got to tension from my head to my torso. Come and feel kind of partial to a man of the law. Finest man we've seen on this side of Omaha. My daddy said I was gonna have to have a baby. And maybe this guy could be the fella that would slay me. Slay, slay, slay it, Tamabelle. Slay, slay, slay it, Tamabelle. So we all sat down and had a little chat. You know, this and that, and I like your hat. And do you have a cat? And if so, what's her name? Long hair, short hair, wild or tame? Is she white or black or calico? Is she a Maine Coon? Those are pretty big, you know. Anyway, after a while, we got to talk about the quid pro quo for the things that we were offering. Horses and supplies and a buckboard, too! All in exchange for a tiny little screw. She said screw, she's talking about fucking. She said screw, she's talking about fucking. She said screw, she's talking about fucking. Fucking, 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 yeah! It took a little while, but finally he agreed to take a real shot at planning this tree. So we went to the barn and we laid in the hay. It was quiet for a moment while we Can we get this over with? I said, slow down, embrace the divinity. It's not every day a girl loses her virginity. Slowly, I loosened the bushing on my corset when he saw underneath. He couldn't help but endorse it. Five minutes later, it was over and done. The 
everybody wants. Never thought a man so handsome and hairy would only need a couple moments to run off with my cherry. As he put on his clothes and he sheathed his sword, I just laid there for a moment and I prayed to the Lord, Dear God, if you truly have the power, make the seedy planet into me grow into a flower. Well, lo and behold, a few weeks later, I come to realize I'm a fetus percolator. All this to say, though, it seems a little crazy. Baby, I'm gonna have your baby. consider a cousin to be the child of one of my distant relatives whose father is a guy that I work with, then yeah. Awesome! Yeah! My God, we're being surrounded by a growing stack of wolves, cobbling of coyotes, Quartet of ultra-intelligent mountain lions. Now, we'll talk later about how the words you chose to describe these particular cumulative groups of animals are not correct. But for now, I think we should fucking run for our lives! Okay, to the barn! The barn is my favorite! Jesus, they're closing in! Start shooting! Uh, Keep running, Tammy Bell! I'm not gonna make it! Okay, bye, Daddy! I'm also not gonna make it! Okay, bye, Mom! There are too many of them. Into the board! No! I can't get the fucking door closed! No, you gotta push! Just push it! Okay, okay, we're in the barn now. Hey, nice barn. Look at that inlay. It was a nice barn. I mean, have you ever really been in an unpleasant barn? Even broken down barns that show their age are still pretty nice barns. Sometimes they're a little creepy, I guess, but not nearly as creepy as an old broken down house. Because people lived in that house. And people may have died in that house. And it's not that people couldn't have died in a barn, but, I mean, do you think it's more likely that people would die in a house or die in a barn? I guess it would kind of be contingent on whether or not you had access to a barn. If you had a barn on your property, you'd be far more likely to die in a barn than if you didn't have a barn on your property. And really, there aren't that many people that have barns on their property, so... If you consider how unlikely it is to die in a barn, it's fairly unfortunate that our band of complicated heroes are trapped in a barn surrounded by wolves and coyotes and ultra-intelligent mountain lions, and they all may have been killed at any second. And while all that was happening, the traveling circus was still traveling. Hey, Blue. What is it, Steve? How many tines do you prefer on a fork? <laughs> I don't really have a preference. No preference for the number of tines? No, not really. The crinkle likes the big ones with just two. I use it to hold a roast down. What kind of roast? Pork? Sometimes. <laughs> I prefer a fork with three tines. One for each of my deepest fears. Spiders, chimneys, and death. <laughs> what about you, Curtsy? Well, I'd go with a five-tiner. I've only seen one in my whole life. I found it on the floor of a dance hall in Wyoming. Here's the thing about Wyoming. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> you know where else is amazing? Utah. Oh, yeah, Utah. You can take that to the but, but you don't really have a preference on the amount of tines on your fork? I truly don't. It's just nice to be eaten. I hear that. I really do. But eating with a utensil makes you feel good. Just, just makes you feel that much better. See, for me, it's a fork with just one single tine. Some people call it a tiny knife or a, a skewer, but not me. I call it a single tine fork, and it works for me. It works hard to fill my belly without all the pomp and frills of a traditional fork. That's why I love a single tine fork. It's a workhorse. It does the job of a normal fork, but it's kind of an underdog. That's why I root for it. 
Well, I had a one-time fork once. It was a toothpick, but I lost it. You know, the thing about losing things is that when you do, you might not have really lost anything to begin with. Well, I just found my toothpick. It was in my pocket. Well, oh, there you go. Good fork talk. I'm gonna smoke. While the traveling circus was getting high and talking about forks, things in the barn at the Krusty Ranch were not going quite as well, being that they were trapped in a barn surrounded by vicious animals. <laughs> Damn, my bullet's wrecked. So am I, Marshal. Thanks for calling me, Marshal Deputy. Yeah. Well, what are we gonna do, Rick Dad? I don't know, Billy, my kid. But if this is the end, I want you to know I love you, Billy, my kid. I love you too, Rick Dad. No. And I love you, Gunshot. And I love you, Dad. No, you don't, Tammy Bell. I'm just the only person you ever slept with. Well, I guess that makes sense. And if this is it, Marshal. Yes, Rick. I love you as a brother. It means a lot, Deputy. But also, you can go fuck yourself. Maps are useful and you can't just blindly follow birds. Disagree with you, Rick. But if this is the end of the road, I love you too. Right. Now, is there someone else that you want to profess your love to, you know, before we die and all? Well, what do you mean, Rick? Je Jesus fucking Christ, you are one dumb son of a bitch, Marshal. Thanks for calling me. Shut Mar the fuck up, Mary! Can you just take the reins here, or do I have to forcibly make you two kiss each other while romantic music plays? Okay, I'm on it! I love you, Zach! You know I do. The fact that you're a United States Marshal and I'm an elegant, high-priced prostitute has kept us apart for too long. I love you too, Mary. Then kiss me, you fool. Suppose I should, then. Suppose. Everyone just be quiet. Oh, hey! Is there anybody in there? We just killed all the animals and shit, so things are looking pretty okay out here. Don't be startled. There are a lot of dead animals out here. So, uh, okay, we're gonna open the barn door now. Well, hi, I'm Billy, and, uh, and this is Gunshot, and, and that's Rick Dad and Zatch and Mary. Hello. 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 Nice to meet you. I'm Jules, and this here's Penny. We're lovers, and we rob banks. Oh, well, how progressive. That's really not a thing you should be telling people. But we are lovers. The bank robbing part. Oh, right, got it. You rob banks? Cool. Do you have like a bunch of money and stuff? Well, that's not something you're really supposed to ask someone, my kid. Oh, sorry, bank robber ladies. That's all right. That's okay. The most important things aren't things. Well, true. Although...
saving all of our lives. Not a problem. <laughs> our pleasure. But what brought you to around these parts in the first place? Well, we're headed to a little town called Smash Mouth Valley. Well, I'll be damned. Oh, believe it or not, we're headed that way too. Uh, suppose we might as well travel together? <laughs> suppose. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, they just do that sometimes. I'm coming with too. Being that I'm having Jack's baby and my parents are dead. <laughs> yeah. I already did. Yeah. Well, thanks for saving us from the ultra-intelligent mountain lions. Our pleasure. Well, despite the dark, I say we best get on the road. Lord knows what other beasts are prowling around. Capybaras and whatnot. And they did just that. Yeah! They rode through the night and through the day, not stopping until they'd reached Smash Mouth Valley. And when they arrived, they had to ask themselves, was this a dream? No. There were no visible capybaras being ridden by mantises. Rootsy Wilson had not been tarred and feathered. Nothing was on fire. But the town was different. It was sour. It was greedy. It was a terror dream. But then again, what is a dream after all? And as they rolled in on their buckboard. Shit. It's hmm. good to be home. This ain't fucking home. It's been a long day. It's been a long road. It's been a long time since we've been home. We got trouble ahead. Trouble behind I'm grateful we ain't dead Or hanging on a line It's good to be home But this ain't fucking home I said it's good to be home But this ain't fucking home No, no 
probably should have stayed, left Rick behind. Say what? Now everybody's crazy about this damn gold mine. There's bodies in the trenches and trash in the alley. What the fuck happened to Smash Mouth Valley? It's good to be home, but this ain't fucking home. I said it's good to be home, but this ain't fucking home. No time to be brokenhearted. I'm a U.S. Marshal after all. It's time to lay down the law. Hey, we got a team, a whole new family. We can't let that shit happen in Smash Mouth Valley. So get on my back. We're gonna take back this town. I'm a U.S. Marshal. Shit's about to go down. We're gonna have to pick some things up here, Marshal. We're gonna have Look to clean this town up. We'll do it. You and me, buddy. Hey, I got my six gun ready here. On the season six finale of Take It With You, it's ass-kicking time! Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Take It With You is Gracie Anderson, Corey Kaufman, Christopher Erickson, Mary Fox, Mary Gaines, Ryan Nelson, Blake Rystead, Matt Reilly, Christina Stroop Manchester, Blake Thomas, Chris Wagner, and Zachary Stouffer. Nicholas Gosen is our sound engineer, and Kendra Carlson is our stage and production manager. This episode was written by Blake Thomas with story assistance from Mackenzie McCollum, Ryan Nelson, and Matt Reilly. All of the original songs you heard were written by Matt Reilly and Blake Thomas. The show is performed at the Teatro Zaccone here in Duluth, Minnesota. Our logo was designed by the one and only the wickedly talented Sarah Luke. Our specialty Foley items are often made by Matt Gildner. And another thank you to our 2019 season sponsors, Bent Paddle Brewing Company, Duluth Coffee Company, Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake, Buzz Frenzy, the Bene, and the Zeitgeist Center for Arts and Community. Find Take It With You on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and online at takeitwithyou.org. Thank you all for being a part of this and we'll see you next time as soon as we possibly can be safe